Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. I am Justice Mosqueda. This is Draft Talk. I'm joined here by Tyler Brooks. Say what's up to people, Tyler. What up? Happy Linebackers Day. Uh, feels good to get back on the swing of things, but also it, you start going like numb watching one position just over and over again. It's like a thousand percent. You absolutely do. I had to break up the monotony yesterday because I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. I started watching the running backs. You're just for... zooming past me, man. It's so much different than previous years where I'm like, I'm yeah. at 130 guys. And yeah. now I'm at, I have not cracked 50 yet. Well, part of it too, is I got to get my ass in gear. Cause I'm about to spend like four or five days in Cabo too. So I know True. like, I'm not going to have time next week. So um, yeah, I started watching the running backs. Had to hit the gym for like two hours just to like break up my eyes basically yeah um all right we got running we got linebackers this week let's overview of this class Bad. what are your thoughts <laughs> uh it's just sad how much the position has changed um there's just not enough emphasis on it for us to have a, like a solid enough pipeline of truly like special guys and even when it feels like the past few years, there's these guys that are getting hyped as like top linebackers. I always think of like Devin Lloyd in Jacksonville, right? Um, these guys are getting hyped up as like first round caliber off ball linebackers. They just tend to disappoint. So that being said, I found a few guys in here. I was very intrigued with uh, including one pretty familiar name for Midwest football fans uh, that I was expecting to like so much, but uh I don't know how you want to start it. Do we talk about the bad first or do we talk about the top? Uh, well, I want to, I want to hit the guy at the top. Um, yes. The, the guy, the guy it's that only one guy <laughs> ha- has started more conversations with Tyler and I than anyone else. Um, Jeremiah Trotter jr. Yes. Jeremiah Trotter jr. Is uh, currently ranked 66th on the consensus draft board, which is the third best linebacker in this class that is dropping a little bit. Um, I believe a couple of weeks ago when I had like started going down this path of watching linebackers, this was before uh, any of the all-star games and stuff like that for reference. Um, he was one of the top two linebackers in this draft class on the consensus draft board. I don't think this guy can play at the NFL level, just point blank period. I don't, I don't think he's athletic enough. He's a shorter guy. Um, I ended up giving him a six round grade. These were kind of, yeah, I mean, just, such a bad athlete. Um, I ended up giving him a six-round grade. I think I'm being nice. Um, I would be pretty floored if he went in the top 100. I know he's going to be a popular guy just because people will say, like, hey, that's that name. I recognize it. Also, Clemson. Clemson has a good defense, right? Um, people probably haven't been watching Clemson football the last couple seasons. I don't think he's the best linebacker on his own team. That number zero is better than him. He's not in this draft class, but... um. Zero is like an All-American and all sorts of stuff. Trotter was got a bunch of accolades, I think, just because of his raw tackle numbers, which are always something you should be very wary about, right? Like, I know a professional gambler who used to do, I think used to do, um, kind of like DFS type of stuff. Really, it was like uh, fantasy football leagues, but he would do the IDP, which is like the defensive scoring and all that. And he figured out that there were like certain um certain home crew like stats crews that would be much more willing to give an assisted tackle. 
than uh, other stat screws. So like he made money that way. I mean, yeah, I mean, we could talk about professional gamblers. That's so, I mean, maybe that's a off season episode that I can do, but like some of the stuff that they do is like, it's not fun, dude. It's not, Hey, I'm picking the chiefs to win and the chiefs win. Like that's not how they're making their money. There's not enough edge there. So yeah, I mean, I think Trotter was kind of a compiler for like the home stats crew to rack up his tackle numbers. Um, small unathletic ends up behind on stretch plays. Like I don't understand where we get him ranked that high in the draft other than off of his name and his helmet. People still have him as LB one and the nepotism has to stop Packers fan base knows all too well about this nepotism with Joe Barry. And now we have to bring it over to our linebackers just because you're the son of Jeremiah, Jeremiah Trotter doesn't make you a good linebacker. Packers fans do like it though. Right? Like they're like, Hey, bring, bring me the Badger. Bring me TJ Watt. Like they'll never forgive the franchise for not drafting TJ Watt. So it's funny. TJ Watt was an NFL player. This guy is, I, the biggest thing I noticed, I think it's the biggest indictment on him is that offenses wanted to pick on him. Uh, In the passing game, you just run crossers his way. He cannot catch up. It's like watching current Devondre Campbell as a college player when he's in coverage. Like, he just can't catch up to anybody, and it's really rough to see. So you can run his way to the outside and just watch him try and catch up. He's not going to catch up. You can throw shallow crossers his way. He's not going to catch up. Not a good athlete. He can get to an NFL roster and be – is he big enough to be like a punt protection guy? Like, no, that's what, the problem is like, I don't even see it with that. I mean, he might hang around for a while, but I would highly doubt this guy gets playing time. It's he is. I graded. Let me double check it real quick. I graded 11 linebackers and he is 10. Yeah. I gave at least fifth slash sixth round grades on at least 12 linebackers in this class. He was not one of them for whatever that's worth. Um, All right. Let's talk about the guys that we like. I'm going to go through my draft board, I guess, just because I've graded more guys than you. And then you can let me know kind of, yeah, well, (laughs) I guess like, what does that really even matter? (laughs) Um, Top linebacker in this class. It's a guy who's, Rated by most people, I would say, at this point, as the top linebacker in this class, Edger and Cooper. He's a little bit lighter. Um, I would guess that he's playing in the 220s. Um, way faster downhill than he is sideline to sideline. He blows stuff up um, when he's seeing stuff downhill. Like, Texas A&M kind of ran a funky defense where they would either blitz him a lot or spy him a lot, or if he was outside of the box, he had a lot of, like, uh, RPO responsibilities, right? So he's, you know crashing downhill on swings and stuff, and he's really good there. So I would assume, like, down the alley, he's going to be a really good player. Um, Not the best in terms of taking on blocks. Um, They used him as a stunter a lot. Just an absolute, I have, like, absolute demon closing space on perimeter plays, yeah. Um, There was a touchdown return against Alabama on on a fumbled pitch. Twitched up. He's a long player too yeah um just in terms of you know his his frame and all that stuff i think he's the one chance in this draft class to have a guy with the roquan smith upside now he's not necessarily there right now um he probably needs to add 
you know, 10 pounds to get up to where Roquan Smith is in terms of playing weight. And he's got to do a better job of deconstructing blocks and stuff. But I think he could be a solid outside linebacker for this team. Um, I ended up giving him a second round grade. And yeah, that's easily the best linebacker in this class, in my opinion. Yeah, I probably have a top 50 on him. I haven't really gone through final grades just as far as just I'm ranking them. Haven't gone through like where I'm going to grade people yet. Um, Everything you said, I agree with. Is super explosive. The way he triggers downhill is crazy. I really liked how AM would use him as a spy. Um, and I think a lot the of his ba- down- the Bama game is the one you guys want to watch if yeah. you're watching him. Yeah, he just eviscerated everything. And <laughs> Jalen Milrow kept trying to escape, just had no shot. What mm-hmm. I really like is that I feel like a lot of his downfalls outside of being a smaller linebacker are technique based. Like when I see him take on a block, it's not a lack of trying, and he is flying into that. It's just, I don't think he's launching with his hips. I don't think he's shooting his hands. And with his length and speed, I think if he can do those things, I have no problem with it. Because, like, I can see when he's making a tackle, you know, he's not stopping his feet through contact and stuff like that. If we can just work on the minor things with him, that's where I think he becomes a star. I really am very high on this kid just because <laughs> that boy fast. Every time I watch him, that's all I could think because he's probably the more enter- one of the more entertaining prospects just to watch, even if he's not perfect. Right. I guess let's talk a little bit about linebacker in general and why this is a need and a focus for us to kind of start the series one. It takes forever to watch DVs. So like, yeah, we're going to get to safeties eventually. I promise guys. I'm scared. Um, I understand safety is a need, but um, so we're switching to a four, three defense. There's going to be more blitzes from depth. There's going to be more base personnel plays in my opinion. Um, then under Joe Barry where, you know, Keyshawn was on the field like 70% of the time or something like that. So what does that mean? Um, we're in the market for outside linebackers, I think. I think Quay's going to play the mic. If Quay doesn't it play makes the sense. mic, it's probably because Devondre Campbell is coming back and he'll play the mic and Quay will play so. outside linebacker. I don't think Devondre's coming back, but as I see it right now going into the offseason, you can assume McDuffie's at least going to push for an outside linebacker position. Quay is going to be at Mike. And then you have a major question mark at the other linebacker. Now, people kind of look at like the four three under, and they think like Seattle Seahawks, and they're like Sam linebacker, big guy on the line of scrimmage. He's basically a defensive end who doesn't have to rush the passer, but he drops into coverage. Maybe Preston could play that. That's not the defense that we're playing. We're playing a true four three stack. Like these guys are going to be off the ball. Um, so yeah, that that's just the need. That's the. Uh, the whole elevator pitch on, on why we're focused on linebackers right now. So Number two. Oh, can ahead. I just ask you stylistically then what, what are you looking for in your ideal guy to pair with Quay? Cause when fast, I think of it, fast, 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 fast. yes, that's fast, what I'm fast, thinking. Fast, fast. I want athlete. I want a guy that can penetrate and just, you know, explode downhill. Cause they're going to tell up. these, they're going to tell these defensive linemen get penetration. We do not care about holding at the point of attack, any of that stuff, get in the backfield fast, 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 spill everything to the sideline. And then it becomes run and chase, right? Where the outside linebackers are now the run and chase guys instead of the safeties, right? Which should help the safety position too. And I know we can argue pros and cons of defensive schemes, but just aesthetically, it is fun to watch. I like tackles for loss. They're fun plays. Yeah, it's better than just standing on the line of scrimmage and holding your water and 100%. hoping that the the ball doesn't you know fall off the pool table in terms of the safeties, them being able to fit from... I don't know, 12 yards or whatever they were at. All right, second guy on my board was Cedric Gray. I had a second, third-round grade on him. Um, 
Why is he ranked so low by people? This is, I, we can talk about this too. The consensus boards, like I went in here watching very They're few. It's disgusting. I think a lot of people just haven't watched these guys. Totally frankly. I mean, it's just people looking at other people's lists and saying, here's who I'll give people in mock drafts and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think there's many people who are actually doing the work at these positions to actually evaluate these guys right now. Um, Cedric Gray, I think, you know, I've gone back and forth with like Dane Brugler of the athletic in the past week to just kind of like spill ideas or bounce ideas off of each other. So like, there's people who don't think that gray is that good at the point of attack. That is not how I feel. I, okay. I think he's a pretty, like he kind of fits the like Rex Ryan tree type of linebacker, in my opinion, like you can have him fit a gaps and I don't think you have a problem. Like, I I understand he's not, you know, a 260-pounder or anything like that, but I think he holds up well at the line of scrimmage. I think he's more of a run plugger more than anything, but he is like an average athlete at the NFL position. I don't think he's like a total liability in coverage or anything like that. Um, The other thing, too, is like you don't see his speed on a down-to-down basis, like it being like very good, but... Once he gets going, you can see the long speed. And, like, all of that, I'm like, I don't know, man. This is probably a starting linebacker day one in the NFL. And that's good enough to be second on the list for for this draft class. The things I wrote down, I think competitive toughness and just aggressiveness really stand out. Like, he does want to get his nose dirty. I really like that. And the point of attack thing you bring up, like, I don't know if he is the strongest, but I think the aggressiveness and effort like really make up for that when he is engaging with blocks. And then obviously he's long enough that he can, you know, disengage when needed where some of these linebackers we're going to talk about just don't have that length. So when they do get locked up on a blocker, they're not making any plays. Um, I like his awareness when running backs are leaking out of the backfield, you know, if they're checking pass pro and then getting out, he does a good job of recognizing the quarterback's probably going to hit that check down and comes flying down, trying to make a play. Um, So I am interested about a lot of it and it just, he just seems like a gamer. I, I, I really like these linebackers that just have a nose for the football. Um, and if you add length and, you know, some decent athletic ability um, in this class specifically, um, yeah, he just stands out a bit. And I'm just surprised people have been so low on him compared to a lot of the bad I saw from other guys. Yeah, like if he's there in the third round, someone's going to be super excited about picking him up. Um, third guy, this is maybe my hottest take. Of the linebacker class, this is uh, Edifuan Olufoshio. I got it. It's Edifuan Ulofosh. Ulof. Oh my gosh, I lost it. Just kidding. Ulofoshio. <laughs> Ulofoshio. There we go. He's the Washington kid, um, number five. Really interesting story. So he came from Nigeria, ends up playing high school football in Alaska. Um, what a change of scenery. You'd have to think, right? <laughs> Ends up being a walk-on at the University of Washington. You had a bit about um, what his name translates to, right? Do you have that on hand? Yeah, so I can't remember what his first name means, but it wasn't as relevant. His last name is translated into not afraid of war, which is the coolest thing you can have for a linebacker. And honestly, he plays like it. His first name is the sun has risen, and his last name is not afraid of war. So yeah, I mean, pretty Pretty cool name, dude. Pretty strong name. Yeah. Um, He's a guy that I thought 
when I watched him, I was like, he's JOK. He's Jeremiah Usukoramora, um, the kid from Notre Dame who ended up slipping in the draft, got picked up by the Cleveland Browns a couple years ago. When I actually looked at his uh, registered weight, from, uh, height and weight from uh, you know the all-star circuit, he's actually bigger than that. Okay. Um, so I think he plays a little small for his size. But he's, his play strength isn't bad enough that you rule him out from like a physical standpoint. I think he's a really good athlete. Um, you could look at the PFF numbers and all that stuff. He's a really good player in coverage. Mm-hmm. I think if you're yeah. going to be, you know, hey, if you need a designated guy to... So like, let's say the Packers draft Cedric Gray, who's more of a plugger. You want to use him on blitzes and stuff like that. You're going to be playing a lot of cover one. Someone else is going to, one of these linebackers is going to have to play a lot of man coverage then, right? And I think he's one of the guys who can kind of fill that need. Um, he's definitely an outside linebacker prospect. He's not a middle linebacker prospect. Um, but I really like the kid. And the more I watched this draft class, I was like, this is this is a guy who's not being talked about enough. I'm thinking um, on the draft, the consensus draft board, he's 174th. There's no way he gets drafted in late fifth round or whatever the heck that ends up translating to. I'm pretty sure, you know, math off the top of my dome, I'm pretty sure that's around the range. There's there's no way he waits that late. On interviews, I watched just alone the person. I think he's going to get drafted higher just because what a guy and story this guy has. I think people are going to fall in love with this guy once he gets drafted. So if your team ends up taking him, you're going to be fired up. The reason I liked him, and he's my LB4 uh, for the record, um, he's just versatile. I think you can put him in a lot of different places now. Do you think he's a little more compact? And like we just talked about, I, I am a little worried when he does have to engage with the block, can he get off of it? Um, but man, he likes to tackle. And I he tackles with such low pad level that one of the first places I turned on was him meeting Bucky Irving in the A-gap and mm. just stonewalling the kid. And like, that's a tiny running back to get lower than him. And that he guy destroyed has, yeah. Bucky in protection too, by yeah. the way. I, I watched both of the Oregon games on all 22 and he definitely got the best of Bucky in that one. And Oregon's offensive line, too, is, I mean, they were up there for Joe Moore Award, right? So if you're going to want to watch this Washington kid and you're like, you know, maybe I want to see a sleeper that, you know, Justice and Tyler like, watch the Oregon games. That Oregon offensive line, again, was up for the Joe Moore Award, which is, you know, the best offensive line in, in college football as as a unit, not an individual. Um. So I gave him a third. The other guy I gave a third was Junior Colson out of Michigan. He's another guy who's going to be very popular. I'm sure college football fans in the Midwest um, are aware of him. He's probably I, more of a Mike, right? So I don't know if he's a I Packer. I think, but I think he could play outside too. Um, he's big. Solid, yeah, solid body, solid athlete. I think his hips are a little tight. Mm-hmm. I think he's more of a just like a safe selection more than anything. Like, I don't know anything that he does like super, super well. Where, like, you could look at Cooper and you're like, he's just so fluid. He's going to blow up stuff on the outside. You can run him on stunts, right? Cedric Gray, he's going to be a plugger. He's a better athlete than you think he is. Um, he's got decent size. Uh, at a Fuan, right? Like, he's going to be a good in coverage. He's a crazy athlete. Like, he, he's a good tackler. Colson is just like he checks the boxes. Yeah, I guess is kind of the way that I see it. I I really like how he engages blockers, and I mean there are times where he he just like he maybe it's a just run blitz or anything, but he's attacking downhill. There's a polar coming his way, and he does not stop. 
He just blows yeah. shit up. And I, I really enjoy that, especially at that size. Uh, I just think he's a competitive freak. And I, I do think he's quite a bit stiff. I'm not sure how much I'm going to trust him in, in coverage, but I, I'm not too worried about that just because he does have some length. And like his play speed is good, but I just think he's a bit stiff. Um, I think he's one of those good all around, not great at any one thing. Um, maybe it's taking on blocks, but I mean, very solid player. Um, any, it, I mean, he just fits Michigan with how their play style was on both sides of the ball. Yeah, so that's that's sense. the other thing is he's coming from pro style system, right? He yeah. basically he's already ran you know that Rex Ryan tree type of defense. So I think someone's gonna like him. Just because, again, checks the boxes, yeah. comes from a pro developmental program, like you know what you're gonna get. There's no surprises there. Uh, um, if, if the Packers took him, he's my LB three. I wouldn't be mad. I, I I just see him as more of that Mike that takes on more blockers. Maybe he's Sam, something like that. But I just keep talking myself into the fast guys because they're they're more fun and flashy to watch. Michael Barrett, the kid out of uh, Michigan, he remind me a lot of. Uh, Isaiah McDuffie, this is the other inside linebacker that Michigan had. Um, I didn't give him a very high grade. He's kind of like McDuffie coming out. Like That's a six-round pick. That's where he got picked. So take that for whatever it's worth. He's a little bit of a smaller guy. I don't know if he's going to be able to help on, on teams very much. But, you know, if you're a Michigan guy, there's something there. I, I bet he ends up at least, you know, making it onto a practice squad or something like that this year. Um my fifth guy, this is another hot take, I think, just in terms of looking at the draft board stuff. Darius Muasua, Sawa, the kid out of UCLA. He was originally at Hawaii. He ended up transferring out. I think he was like an all-conference player every single season in college football. Um, ended up moving up to UCLA. He played for Deontay Lynn. Um you know, Anthony Lynn's son as the defensive coordinator at UCLA. Now, now that guy's at uh, USC. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up becoming an NFL defensive coordinator down the line. Um, holds up well at the point of attack. Does a ton of communication stuff he for does. UCLA. Anytime yeah. there's any shift, any motion, he's the guy directing everything. You could tell him, you could tell that he's a very smart guy. He sees it well. He does all the communication stuff. I think he's probably a tick below the NFL average in terms of him being an NFL athlete, but he has a really good shuffle. Um, I would not be surprised if he had a really well, a uh, good shuttle at the NFL combine next week because of how good that shuffle is. I think he's a secure tackler. I think he's just a pretty safe guy. And in this draft class, I think you take that guy third, fourth round. Um, he was a guy too, who uh, at the East West shrine bowl, he won like the uh the the coaches vote on you know who had the best week and stuff like that awesome. um he was one of those guys for them so yeah i the i have him as lb7 um uh, i think the problems are he is a bit smaller but man he is smooth he does you know over communicate you can tell he's a, a smart as hell linebacker i think sometimes that's to his detriment it does seem like there are plays where maybe he's hesitating a bit too long and, you know, sometimes as a linebacker, you just need to go, just go get to the ball. Um, so those two things are kind of knocks for me on him. But he's also already 23 years old. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just listing all the negatives I have to try and counteract this, why I have him a bit lower. But at the same time, man, like smooth operator, I think he'd be pretty dang good in um, coverage. And I know he's not the best athlete, but 
you do need those guys that know what they're doing and can communicate to the guys that, so they don't get missed assignments because those happen quite a bit, even at the NFL level. Um, yeah, that's all I got on them. The sixth guy. This one is interesting. All right, Peyton Wilson, North Carolina State. He's already 23 or 24 years old. I can't remember at the exact time of recording. Will be 24 as a rookie. Yeah. Um, his brother is a brewer, for whatever that is worth. He's had three season-ending injuries already. I believe they've all been knee injuries. He has long speed, but it builds. He's, like, a little thinner, a little longer than you guys think of, like, a traditional stack linebacker. They ended up using him at NC State as, like, a, a, a like a almost like a 3-4 outside linebacker at times, like, in their penny stuff, right? Um got absolutely caved in a couple times. You can look at the the long touchdown run um against uh uh what was it? Uh Notre Dame when Joe Alt just absolutely destroyed him. I don't think he's strong at the point of attack. He is not. I think he tackles too high. He's weird cuz like I don't people look at him and they're like super athlete and I'm like, "Yeah, but like what does he do?" I don't know what he like he's almost like uh Isaiah Simmons type of a guy but I they had another, been playing on I had another edge. name for you uh do you remember Drew Sanders at a last year's draft the Arkansas kid yes sir quite a bit of that kid yeah played a little edge played a little off ball and Sanders was a guy that people talked about you know maybe he could sneak in the round one because linebacker is so bad and it didn't no nope. come anywhere near as close the the thing with Wilson I don't know if he's that big like he's pretty thin for his frame like, and his tackling be, is awful yeah, I think he, he could be a team's guy because of his athleticism and his length and his, you know, his his long speed. But I don't get the height. Like some people have him as like linebacker too. Yeah, that's the consensus draft board. They have uh, Wilson. So they have Cooper at fifty two, Wilson at fifty five, Trotter at sixty six. Trotter can't play, and Wilson, I don't know what you do with him. Like I, it's a weird linebacker class. I, I can see the upside of what people like imagine Peyton Wilson could become, but at the same time, like we say, he's going to be 24 sure. as a rookie with season ending injuries. I do like the length. I, I, I do like um, his ability to read his keys. Like he does that effectively, but yeah, the, the tackling drives me insane. I don't think he's great at the point of attack. Um, and he just seems kind of like one of those tweeners that doesn't really have a true home at the NFL level. Um, he is LB six for me though, slightly ahead of That's your boy exactly at UCLA. Right. Uh, I just, I do like some of the traits, but I don't like the player, if that makes he, sense. He's an absolute flyer. Yeah. Because I could totally see a situation where two, three years down the line, he's the best linebacker in this class. Yeah, if I have a day three I, pick, even early, I, I don't mind taking a chance on him. But Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's got a long way to go, and he's got a lot of stuff working against him, yeah. right? The play strength isn't there. Tackling isn't consistent enough ton of injuries overaged like it's a really odd situation so i had a fourth round grade on him and then after that we start getting into like actual day three guys so if you don't care about the day three guys you can go ahead and kind of like tune <laughs> out at this point um i mean i got i got a guy i got higher on the consensus board if we can we can start with okay them. go for it tommy eichenberg ohio state i have uh, him at eight i have him at is, eight so he is lb5 for me um, okay. I had some preconceived notions, you know, when you're just watching on Saturdays, right? 
and just like Eichenberg has been popping up for the last couple of years. I'm like, oh yeah, just I think neck roll linebacker for Ohio State. Well, yeah, the, yeah. the problem is Ohio State has been pumping out those guys who are stiff white yeah. dudes who can't cover downfield. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Eichenberg is a little better than that. He's he's like a he's a better version of Bertrand to me. And Bertrand is another guy I would spend a draft pick on the the kid out of Notre Dame. Um, I think he sees it good. I think his yeah, lateral quickness probably surprises you. Yes. I don't think he's he's not going to be a plus athlete or anything no. like that. But he's but not he, as he, he's a, as you think he is. Yeah, I was going to say much better athlete than I was expecting because I was thinking of the stiffest <laughs> Big Ten linebacker yeah. I could think of. He's he's not that. He's not that for sure. Um. So he was my eighth guy. So I guess we should talk about our seventh. My seventh, Maris uh, Louis Foa. He's the kid out of Notre Dame. We're uh, struggling with names in this pod, man. These are some tough ones. Look, I I know all the Polynesian names are supposed to be phonetic. That doesn't mean that I can read them well. Um, you struggle with normal names, Justin. So, <laughs> brother, as someone with a funky last name, that is not, you know. Seattle across America doesn't rank at the top 100. I, I struggle with these way too much. I'm going to say Maurice Leofau. Could be wrong. It's not Marist. I would Could be Marist. I'm, I'm, I have no idea. I should probably do the work here. Um, we just watch film. Great. We don't do name yeah. pronunciations. <laughs> I'm spinning through linebacker film, brother. Um, not great at the line of scrimmage, but not terrible. I think he's a really fluid athlete. Um, he's long. He is long. I think he, he's... So he's super fluid. What I mean by that is like his hips, right? And then I think from like a speed standpoint, I think he's probably slightly above average. He's a solid rusher. I think he's almost like a like if you really wanted a guy in the mold of an Edgerin Cooper and you had to wait for a flyer on a guy who's similar to that, I think it's him. Um he's just got a ways to go. Uh, my, got I have a huge concern with him, and it is whiffing a lot. If yeah. you get him one-on-one in open space, he gets cooked an awful lot. And, um, I mean, even if he's meeting a running back in the hole, I can't remember. I think it was the Louisville game I watched, and he's crashing downhill on the running back. And it's just him one-on-one with the running back in the hole and just gets just absolutely eviscerated. So um, his missed tackle rate, I imagine, is like just preposterously high because I felt like he missed quite a few. But I agree with you, the length, the speed. Um, he does move well, and I, I do like the way he handles polars. When he reads his key and sees a polar, he is flying downhill, and I do very much enjoy that. My ninth guy, and this is the last guy I have a fourth-slash-fifth-round grade on, is Tyron Hopper from Missouri. Oh, okay. This guy is built like a corner. He runs like a corner, but he cannot get off of a block. I think he's a little bit more stiff. He doesn't bring it as a rusher. I, I think he might be like a dime guy who can help you on teams and stuff like that. Um, a real interesting player. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, you know, his long speed stuff or like his, I guess explosion is the best way to, to put it. Like his vertical jump, broad jump, 40 time are really good at the combine. But you got to remember this dude is small. Like you could look up... Look, if you're if you're around a computer or your phone, not just not driving a car, basically, like go to Google <laughs> Images, type in Tyron Hopper, Missouri, and you're gonna be like, that is a cornerback. He is actually the only linebacker I ranked behind Trotter. 
Um, <laughs> and I think it's just because he's so small. Um, I think he has to could, fit a specific mold. Yes. Like, I think he's a Don guy. He can't like, be an early down guy. I just run no. gap at him because he gets scared. I, when he sees pullers, he gets scared. Whereas I see other I guys that lined up. You know like, I'm 220 pounds. The, the other thing, too, that is not being talked about and like it probably will soon. You know, a lot of Packers fans are probably noticing their offensive line is getting significantly bigger right now, right? And I think that's a product of what college is doing. And I think you're seeing a lot fewer of these really good interior defensive linemen. And I think a lot of those guys are now playing offensive line because teams are just looking at it and doing the math and saying, hey, man, if we can, like, just be consistent on offense, we can just beat a lot of teams. And it doesn't really matter what we have on the defensive side of the ball with the, the schemes that they're playing, right, where they're just trying to muddy up inside runs and stuff. Um Offensive linemen are at the high level of college football are getting bigger than they ever have been. Like it's some of these, some of these lines are monstrous. Marius Mims, dude, the mountain. I mean, that Georgia Georgia team, that Alabama team, you could look at Kentucky right now. Like it's every single roster. You can't watch an SEC, a high, uh, at least, you know, an above average SEC or big 10 game and see guys who are not like 330 pounds, just destroying some of these guys. So, I do wonder if we have to start changing the math on these linebackers pretty soon mm-hmm. just because of how much downhill runs, you know, these teams seem to want to do. For sure. Um, who else we got? I only have one other player I watched, I believe. Oh, go for it. Talk about him. Oh, I, I, I didn't watch him that much. Let's chill. <laughs> Curtis Jacobs out of Penn State. Yeah, uh, he, was, he was a guy that... strong. Yeah, when, when people... When I sent people my linebacker list, they're like, check out Curtis Jacobs. See if he does anything for for you. I didn't love him. I thought he could maybe be a dime guy, but he's not as athletic as Hopper. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I ended up giving him, like, a six-round grade. He, uh, it looks like he has some pop in his pads. I thought he was stiff, and he also struggles going from backpedal to attacking downhill. Like, it take him, takes him a second. Uh he will lunge and try an arm tackle, which is really disappointing when you're at that frame. Um, that's all I got. I really did not write much about this guy. Uh, Jalen Ford, Texas. He was another guy. I just have like Jack below level athlete. Um, kind of checks a couple boxes, but there's a couple boxes that he certainly doesn't write, like the athleticism and stuff like that. I think he might kick around for a while, but I don't think he's like special. Bertrand is a guy who. If you need a mic, yeah, and it's late in the draft, and you're like, I just need a warm body, he would be a guy who makes sense. I mean, maybe Green Bay takes him as like the backup to Quay or something mm-hmm. like that. I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to contribute on special teams just because of his size. He's a pretty good tackler. I don't think he's a great runner. Um, stiff in the hips. He gets washed down more than I expect, but he delivers blows when he's tackling too. For sure. Um. I kind of liked him. I don't. I didn't end up getting a final grade on him, but yeah. I liked the motor and strength. And I mean, he just reminds me of one of those more old school linebackers. I just am a bit worried about him getting picked on uh, against more spread out offenses. For for sure, he's first guy off the field yeah. when you know it's it's a passing game type of situation. He's a little bit like Eichenberg in that way. Yeah. Um, we talked about Trotter. We talked about Michael Barrett, the other Michigan kid. All right, I got two more. 
that I want to talk about. Nathaniel Watson, the kid out of uh, Mississippi State, super high cut hips, um, has a plus eight wingspan. Jeez. This dude's jumper must be terrible because this guy should have hooped, right? Like, there, how do you look at that body and say that he's going to play football over basketball? Like, impressive looking athlete. Like, you, you know, looks like Tarzan, right? From like an actual athleticism standpoint, though, I think he's probably slightly below average. I don't think he gets off of blocks well for as long as his arms are. But the fact that he, he, that body type, right? I think is going to help him on special teams, especially in, you know, protection game and stuff like that. I bet that he would end up getting drafted. So keep an eye on that. And then uh, the last one was Trevin Wallace from Kentucky. I think he's a slower Channing Tittle. Hmm. That's not good. No, because that Tindall was Tyndall's whole stiff. thing. Yeah, Tyndall was very stiff. How is um, he doing? I liked Tyndall in a way. I just love how think he's doing he well. Damn, I think the <laughs> stiffness uh, ended up hurting him a lot. I, I think he's like a special teams guy, dude. Just watch. I think there was um, the play was against Bama. I think I put it in our Slack. Um, there's one where you know tight end just goes vertical on play action. And Wallace just never has a chance to even touch him. Like, he's that level of stiff. I saw there was a mock draft this week that had him going, like, in the late first round. There's no way. This guy This guy is um, so consensus draft board right now. He's 151. Um, shout out to Tech9. But. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Mid, mid-aughts rap music is where we're going with this one. Um. I don't I don't think he's very good. He was an early declaration too. Should have stayed in school, bud. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, we've got I got one last question for you before we wrap things up. Okay. Let's just say it's a nightmare board scenario for the Packers at 25. How mad are you if they take Edger and Cooper there? Um I think I'd rather not, them trade back, but I'm yeah, not pissed. Like I would rather them not. This this he's gonna blow up the combine, so man. Good. Yeah, that's also true. I I'd just rather think see he's corner. gonna blow up next week. I'm I don't think corner is a big need, but I'd rather see a good corner come off the board there. I'd rather the see Cooper Dejean just lineman. feels like a Packer justice. He just feels he like actually. It. I mean, people say that, but and make fun of it, but like, yes, I'm just. I know, yes, but no. gonna, it's already February, and I've heard it a billion times. we got two more months of hearing that Cooper Dijon just feels like yeah. a Packer, and I'm not ready for it. Well, if you use the uh, PFF mock draft simulator, which I used this past week, you'll you'll learn that he's a top 10 pick, apparently. He's just like picked at like number nine every single time. So PFF seems to be pretty high on Cooper. Or, uh, yeah, Cooper Dijon, sorry. I'm Edrin Cooper, Cooper Dijon. The two what Coopers class we're gonna have. Are the we going Coopers? for? <laughs> I think it's a little early for that. I need to watch these linemen. Kingsley from BYU has my heart right now. I um, haven't even gotten to. I I really liked Fatanu at a Washington a lot, yeah. but I haven't watched a lot of these hybrid interior tackle guys. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's my list. Edrin Cooper from A and M, Cedric Gray from UNC, uh. Olu Fushio from Washington, Colson from Michigan, Wasu from UCLA, Wilson from NC State. And those are all the guys that I have at least a fourth round grade on. 
it's not great. Maybe the team should look at a uh, free agent. I, I think so. You look at the roster. Um, you look at what the Jets, the Niners, the Texans do, which in theory is the same coaching tree. You're going to need six off ball linebackers, period, on the 53 man roster. At the moment, assuming that De- Devondre Campbell gets released because, you know, he's due mo- north of $10 million in cash this year, right? Um, you only have Walker and you have uh, Isaiah McDuffie under contract. So they're probably going to need to add four. That's a lot of bodies. I think you got to look at the veteran market at least a little bit and say like, hey, we can't go into the draft needing four of these guys plus yeah. UDFAs. Yeah. I don't know enough of the free agent names of the position to get super excited. Yeah. Also, it's free agency. Why? Why would I be excited as a Packers fan? I'm, I know that's a chance, but just don't get your hopes up on free agency. Well, I mean, Good did say in his end of the year presser, he was like, "We think that there's like a window right now, and we're willing to spend like everyone nice spend." I like so. that. I would. Sammy, Sammy Watkins, welcome back. I wouldn't be surprised. Really, any position on defense, maybe interior defensive line. I guess we call it D tackle now, but like this team has to be good on the edges. There's a ton of free agent edge rushers. I wouldn't be surprised if they found value there. Keyshawn wouldn't be surprised if they brought back Keyshawn safety linebacker, two positions where they need starters. Wouldn't be surprised if they added someone there. So defensive side free agency is definitely where I'm, I'm keeping an eye on stuff, but I don't have a list of names. I don't, I don't think it'll be, you know, they're not going to be searching for the white whale or anything out there. It's going to be more of, you know, find value, pick your spots type of thing. Who are you going to play as in dynasty mode when NCAA 25 drafts? Oregon. Lame. I'm going to the score and I'm going to steal your players. <laughs> lame. I'm... Oh, lame, bro. Cut the check. Maybe I do IU. Try and make them something. Cursing oh, Danny I'm just definitely wins, stealing man. your players. I'm definitely stealing your players. I was going to curse on the pod, but I decided not to. <laughs> Next week, running backs. Yes. It's a better running back class than people are saying. Don't believe I, the doom and gloom at running back. I enjoy a lot of these running backs, and I'm very excited. And I think there is a clear-cut RB1. I So, I think... Uh, This is a little bit of a spoiler alert for next week. I think people are mad that there's not, like bell cow running backs in this draft class and that's why they think that this running back class isn't good like there's not gonna be a first round running back um barring <laughs> some sort of unforeseen climb up the draft board but there's so many guys that can help football teams uh, immediately like this is this is a better running back class than people are given credit for bell cows are overrated yeah just give me they a committee are. they are aaron jones is like the second highest paid Running back going into 2024, and he's not a bell cow. Like, doesn't matter. Locker room guy. Pay him whatever he wants. <laughs> All right. Any parting thoughts? This is fun. Uh, I can't wait for positions where there's not just one guy, and then the rest are like, maybe. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, that'll that be fun. Um, I've watched a few running backs, so I at least don't want to cram as much as I did this week. Hell yeah. Awesome. Go, Pat, go. 
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. 